welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. We are the Vidmasters, and we're here to talk to you about video games. I, I refuse to be a Vidmaster, actually. I will not be doing this. I'm a Vidmaster. You can be a Vidmaster if you want. But... I want to be a Vidmaster. Okay, you're... Nora, you're the Vidmaster. Uh, meanwhile, yes. fuck Bungie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. God. I didn't expect you were going to lead with that, because then I thought about that whole thing you showed me, and I want to like crawl <laughs> in a hole and die. We'll read that later. I'm yeah, sure. we will. <laughs> I'm um, sure we will. But before we get to our very brief conversation about Marathon, uh, we played some hella video games. Yeah, this was this was a short month uh, to uh, allow us time to play Eldi Rowley. Yeah, a good three and a half times. Yeah, I'm 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 a three and a half times through it. How many times are you through it? Like point four. Yeah. Yeah. I got two big bosses down. But then Jack Chaos came out and I've been playing that instead. Jack Chaos did come out. I've been thinking about playing that. Um yeah, I played a lot of Elden Ring this month. It's new, it came out. Tell us all about Elden Ring. What is uh, Elden Ring? It I mean it's it's the new video game from From Software. From by software? From From Software. By from soft from by, what? I'm doing a Yahtzee bit. Don't worry. Oh, okay. About I don't. Yeah, I don't know that bit. So. <laughs> I think um, in like Dark Souls or Dark Souls two, well, one of the old old things. He like said it was from by software. Yeah, and it's just been in my brain ever since. Ever since then, you know who's um, still going? It's fucked up. Yeah, I saw Jackson posting about it. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I the game. A lot of people have their complaints, and they're all true. The <laughs> except for the UI ones. The UI ones are bad. Uh, but uh, it's too long. Yes, it is absolutely true. Um, and uh, it's kind of hard in places, which is true. Um, but I kinda. think it's really good. Kinda, yeah, yeah, just kinda, just kinda. I think it's really um, interesting the UI complaints that are considered valid about Elden Ring and the UI complaints that aren't considered valid about, say, what was the last Ubisoft game? Was it an Assassin's Creed or, like, Watch Dogs? I don't remember which. I, probably Watch Dogs. Probably. I actually, I earnestly I have do no idea. Remember. I don't, but I, have, I cannot tell you the last Ubisoft game I bought. But the last game in that model that I played, I feel like, was Andromeda, maybe? Just looked like the sheer overwhelming like deluge of resources, of notifications about crafting or other tiny mechanics that you could get into if you wanted. Or like, hey, you can go to the real money shop and buy this and upgrade this. Yeah. And, like that kind of like overwhelming... Just it's constant ping is is also a thing that people are just used to and if you're not used to it you're not used to it i just it's really interesting like you said i think it's really weird the way people talk about those games versus other games because like i think the ui for uh say horizon which came out a week before it is 
maybe the worst UI of it. It's just so bloated. Like, it all fades out, but when it's all on the screen, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Uh, there's too many numbers. Like, even just changing weapons is overwhelming. But, you know, nobody talks about that. That's just normal video games. Um, I guess I part did, of it is just didn't... because the From Software is expected to be hard and difficult and things like that, so you're going to complain about it. But, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just such a weird vibe. Like they they've been doing this exact same thing for fifteen years. Yeah, uh, almost. But um, that's it. Like, well, actually, <laughs> okay. Um, it's been thirteen years. Anyway, um, I was just gonna say that I didn't even think about Horizon being a game where you just switch weapons because oh yeah, I never played it. <laughs> it's got like it's got like eight different weapon types. In my brain, it just has the same um like arrow crafting mechanic that uh Evil Within does, and that's it. But I assume there's way more to it than that actually. It's not it's so bare bones as to make you wonder why it's even there. Does um, it give you a little uh plus point five percent on such and such ability? Yeah, totally. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like you, you have to craft your individual arrows, and if you run out of arrows in a fight, you open the menu and press the button to craft them again. But like it, it doesn't add anything to the experience. Uh, it's it's a very strange setup. I like found myself. <laughs> um, to me, Horizon is a game that is kind of overwhelming. Um, and I say that having played a lot of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked up the second one because number one, I'm an idiot first and foremost, but secondly, <laughs> because I had a week between when I finished, um, what was the last game we played for this show? Sleeping Dogs? Yeah, I had a week between when I finished Sleeping Dogs and when I, when Elden Ring was coming out. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I have some money. I can do this. Um, and I will eventually play this game anyway. So who cares? So, um, I spent a week with it and like that game is really big. Um, and while Elden Ring is bigger, like, it's not as overwhelming to me. And I, I think that's, like, a me issue because it's very overwhelming to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but I don't know. You're just on your horse. You're just doing stuff. It's it's just nice. It's pretty uh, in a way that, like, Horizon takes place in the desert, which is fine. But, it you know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, part of Elden Ring takes place in, like, the fucking wasteland. But whatever. But like, you know, in it's Horizon, it's got a lot more variance. Yeah, in Horizon, you're not going to take an elevator down and then look up and see stars underground. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> which is so cool, dude. It's really cool. Um, I'm just talking like... around everything in Elden Ring because I don't want to spoil it for anybody because that game has only been out for one month. I guess so, and it is very big. It's huge. I know, I mean, a uh, friend, friend of the show, Crass Pants, uh, is still, like, halfway through it. I don't know if they know they're only halfway through it, but... <laughs> or, I guess, they're approaching the endgame state, but, like, um, even Luke, who I've been talking to about this game, has not finished it once, and I think he's been playing about as much as I have. Um, I mean, like, Crass knows who Radon is, and I don't, so... That's They're fair. making some progress. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Crass um, could finish the game if they really buckled down. They're not gonna right now, but they could. This, this is very vague spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I played Elden Ring for about 40 hours. 
Yeah. And I am just there. I dropped it for chaos. And also I just wasn't happy with my character and I didn't really know what to do about it. I didn't know where to respec into because I didn't really have the tools. I didn't, I have not collected enough miscellaneous stuff to like just go for anything I want. Um, oh, sure. So I, you're still looking I for pieces. Yeah, I haven't found like the best weapon for this build. Or, oh, if I found this cool thing, I can make a build around this. Um,. I've been using the the skeleton axe, which is cool. Yeah, the things uh, seem fun. Um, I played. I like it a lot. I I had a great time. I think that world is really fun to just ride around in. Um, it's too fucking big. It's really big. Is the thing. It's it's bigger. It's so much bigger than you think it is. <laughs> you think it's big already, but it's so much bigger than that. I am I am in awe of the size of this game. Honestly, um, makes me makes me wonder um, because this the FromSoft is my favorite video game, guys. Those I love playing FromSoft games. Uh, number one, first and foremost. But uh, now I'm a little worried. I'm like, man, they're probably not putting out anything for a little while, huh? But I mean, who knows? You they, saw you know, it they have different teams. last week. They added quest stages to the game that didn't make it before launch oh i know it was yeah they did not finish the game so like unfortunately i finished my first run before that patch so i missed a bunch (laughs) of shit but what my point is that like they don't need to make a new game (laughs) well they do for me because i because i did all the stuff but they could easily patch new shit into this game. Yeah, I'm curious if there's going to be a DLC for this game. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Us talking about Elden Ring in, you know, 2029, saying, ah, oh, you know, with the new patch, they're they're taking out, <laughs> uh, insert final boss of Elden Ring originally. <laughs> I don't it's think like they're going to, Des- I don't think they're going to Destiny to it, No. You can't fight Gaul anymore, but he shows up in like a painting, and you're like, "Who the fuck is that? Yeah, who the fuck is that? Who's that asshole?" God, I wonder what it would be like trying to play Destiny Two right now. Nora, what's I it like also, playing Destiny Two right now? I would love to know what it's like to be playing Destiny Two right now, but instead, I'm playing Jack Chaos. <laughs> what's up? What's up with Jack Chaos? Well, he his desire to kill Chaos is not a dream or a hope. It's more like a a thirst or a hunger. Okay. Does that answer your question? Uh, no. So, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is a... I guess it's an action RPG that repackages the world of Final Fantasy, the original, um, from the NES. And... Like, just turns it into a a game where you can run missions that, like, let you collect more loot and get better loot. And it's like, it's not like there's a million different swords. It's that there's, like, 35 swords ranging from level 1 to level 300. Yeah. So, um, you you can grind the loot, you can get your stuff, 
and then you do the fights. Uh, I think that it's really fun. It's also really hard. I'm playing on easy, and I'm having kind of a hard time sometimes. Uh, I think it expects a lot out of you on a technical level from moment to moment. Yeah. That I'm not always able to give, but I'm still having a good time. This is the Dissidia sequel that nobody but me really wanted, is the thing. Okay. Um, because any time that Square Enix goes back to Final Fantasy, the original, they're like, well, this was the beginning of all the other games we made. So, obviously, it is that in fiction, and they turn it into some weird, like, multiverse bullshit, which yeah. I'm always here for. Um, and if you had, if you've played Dissidia beforehand, then you probably expected that coming from this game. Um... And it's it's still cool when they're like um, the loading screen for the area that looks just like a, one of the training areas from Final Fantasy fourteen. The like lore tidbit on the loading screen talks about uh, it being inspired by a, an area from Dimension fourteen. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I know these references. I know that one. Um, as for what the st- story actually is i'm not sure yet (laughs) (laughs) still figuring it out uh a lot of stuff seems to have either been cut or not finished and it's really hard to tell which it is sure um it seems like covid might have hit this game pretty hard in the narrative section but like mechanically it's all there the game is finished on like a play it level and it's really fun well that's good because i feel like you have to finish that part (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm playing on easy, but I'm not playing in casual mode, which is another modifier. Um, Casual mode, uh, enemies sometimes have unblockable attacks that flash red, much like a Bayonetta situation. Um, And when you die, you lose a portion of your MP bar, and you have to regain it by using a special block to absorb MP, or by... Uh, staggering enemies and using a soul burst on them to defeat them instantly. Um, Casual mode makes it so that you can block the unblockable ones and you don't lose your MP on death. I have not run into a situation where I feel like I need to turn that on, but I definitely had to turn down the difficulty from normal uh, along the way. Sure. It's also really fun to see all the FF jobs. I said FF out loud. Ugh. (laughs) That's no good. All the jobs are here. Well, not all of them. There's no Geomancer, you know. Um, But I did have a little bit of old head Final Fantasy person when I unlocked the Marauder job. And I was like, no, gross. Get out of here. (laughs) That's that new shit. I don't know. No, it's real. It's not real. I'm sorry, Nora, but it's very real now. Now that Final Fantasy XIV is the most popular video game in the world. <laughs> the, the thing is that the Marauder job in this game is pretty fun. Well, there you go. Do you like swinging a really big axe? Yeah. Do you like it if every hit in your combo can be charged? Yeah. Well, there you go. Personally, I like the Void Knight where there's a button you hold down to hold up a little magic symbol. And you absorb any magic that you get hit with, and then if you let go of the button, you just get that MP, 
Or if you hit the attack button, you turn it into a, like, slashing projectile attack. Yeah, that sounds sick. It's the only, like, convenient way to fight Tonberries in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I also played Dwarf Fortress. How'd that go? I'm no longer playing Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. I was mainly interested in the adventure mode, but once I got into it, I wasn't getting anything from it that I would... The thing is, is that Caves of Cud scratches that itch a lot better than this. Yeah. Uh, In part because that's not what this game is built for. (laughs) No. Uh, I have but I always didn't... been curious about Dwarf Fortress, but have never played it because I don't think I'll like it, and that seems like a bad time. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I know that there are tile sets you can get if you don't want to look at characters. Because um, by default, everything is just a character, and it's color-coded. So yeah. Commas mean such and such, or whatever. But it, there are, you know... Things you can do to make that a little more approachable, but it's still Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite part was just making a, a single uh, single player like adventure mode guy and being given a whole like probably two or three hundred words of description about her backstory, her personality, her appearance, just all randomly generated. That was really fun to look at. But yeah. Actually playing the game. I didn't enjoy that much. That's a shame. Um, I played another game. Did you? Yeah. Um, I didn't beat it because it was really hard and I'm not very good at video games. Yeah. But I played uh, nine full stages and then half a stage of half of I couldn't beat stage 10 on either route. But the game is highly responsive to prayers, which is the first Toho game for the PC-98. Oh, sure. I really liked that. I had a great time with that, even more than, like, the normal Toho games, because it's a weird, different, like, breakout Arkanoid-type game. Yeah. Um, where you like, hitting a ball around the screen to try and bounce it into enemies and blocks and not get hit by it or the enemy's attacks. I had a great time with it. Music was great. The sprites were great. Um, then I played some later Toho's, and uh, they're fun. I am not as good at them now as I used to be. Um, there was a time around, uh, if you can believe this, around the time I was playing I Want to Be the Guy, uh, <laughs> I was okay, really yeah. into you Toho know games. Yep. <laughs> I had a good time playing Perfect Cherry Blossom, like, 12, 14 years ago? Something like that? I think those dates line up. Sure, I believe it. I I don't know. Uh, Toho is cool. It's too big to, like, it's huge. reckon with. But, um, you know, I, I dip my toe in now and then, and I have a good time. Um... I also actually played a couple other games, too. I kind of hijacked the podcast from you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I played some Tunic. 
Oh yeah. That game seems cool. Um I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it. Uh it, it it hasn't hooked me. Um it's it's really cute. Number 1, it's really cute. I love the aesthetic. Um but I don't think the combat's very good. <laughs> Uh, which mm-hmm. is a problem for me. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I don't know if I have all of the um, the patience to try and figure out, like, the puzzle side of it. Uh, because it... it mm. Like, the, the main thing you get in that game is, like, you find pages of a game guide. Um, and it's in another language that you could... Oh. In theory, you could just uh, figure out how to uh, translate it. Um, but I don't know if I have that in me. I don't know if I have Fez in me right now. You know? We all have Fez in us. Somewhere. I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't think I have any Fez. I've never played Fez, but I know what it's about. I've never played Fez, but I did watch that season of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that pretty much does it. Yeah. Um, but, um... Yeah, it it seems cool. I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and play it with like the no death mode on, uh, mm, and yeah. just punch guys or something. Uh, but I, I it's it's cool. It's clearly cool, but I don't want to play it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's where I'm at with that right now, which I feel bad sometimes, about. Sometimes you just see something, you're like, okay, yeah, no, um, not right now. <laughs> yeah, and then I started Fate Stay Night also. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, you um, forgot I did that. Kim says that's not a video game, so you can't... Oh, did Kim say it's not a video game? Okay. (laughs) It's kind of... I mean, it's basically just a book. Yeah. Tell me about Fate Stay Night. Uh, What if there were wizards and they were trying to kill each other with with guys they summoned? Oh, League of Legends. Pretty much. That's not true. League of Legends, the the summoning was actually a uh, a stand-in for war between states. That, oh, I know. And conflicts. Were, <laughs> th- I'm telling the the listeners because they might oh, okay. not have listened to my League of Legends. Your League of Legends podcast. You're now dead. League of Legends podcast. That feed is is still alive because we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh now and having a. Great well, yeah. Time. Attention Duelist is way better than <laughs> than um. Uh, we are the champions could have ever been. But that's uh, only because of the content. Um. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, one of those. It's one of those. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm almost through the first route, uh, from what I've been told. Um, favorite guy, huh? Favorite guy. Favorite guy. Uh, Ren. That's expected. Favorite summoned guy. Uh, Archer. Archer. That's. Is that Ren's Pokemon? Yes, it's Ren's Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, got it. The red um, it's it's tough because Saber is is wonderful. She's great. Oh yeah. Um, but Archer's an asshole. So, <laughs> so that's you know. I watched the first few episodes of the anime. Yeah, Pris had me download it for her. Uh the oh, the other one, the like two thousand six one. I think Pris had me download that for her. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I watched that. I watched the same content in that and in the later anime. Sure, I don't. I don't know which one, but yeah, I downloaded one of them. Unlimited Blade Works, I think, is the newer one. Well, uh, no, that's just one of the routes. Yeah, but also one of the anime series is called that. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, so I know about the first day. That's what I know. The first day. 
The first day. Just the one? Yeah. Okay. I know about Archer. I know how he coll- he falls into the room and he's like surrounded by garbage. It's very funny. Uh, I know about... I just want to say Archer. What the fuck is his name? I don't know his name, so don't say it. <laughs> Ron Weasley. What's the fucking redhead? Uh, the Shiro? main guy. Shiro. I know about him. He cooks, I think. Yeah. He he does cook. That's true. Um Yeah. Saber. Saber. She's cool. Um <clears throat> I think that's all the games I played. And one book I read. I or wish am I was reading. reading a book. Um do you? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like you. I'm not in a book place right now, but I, uh, you know, other than Lord of the Rings, obviously, which is yeah, you're you're reading splendid Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, not any Elden Rings. No, no, these are even older than that. Yeah, even older than the Elden Rings. Do you want to talk instead about Marathon? I do. video game developed by Bungie, released in 1994 uh, for the Apple Macintosh. Uh, That's true. And 1994. Yeah, 1994. You know what happened a year before this? What? A year and two months ago was Doom. Yes. Doom is still like... Obviously, people know about Doom, but, like, Doom is, like, happening right now when, yeah. this, when this game comes out. I would rather play Doom. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I would rather just play Doom. <laughs> I would kind of rather play Doom. Um, Not even... Kinda... Yeah, go ahead. If Marathon just played, like, Doom, I would like Marathon more than Doom. Because Marathon has, like... A story. I feel like you also like the aesthetics better, probably. I do. I hadn't really yeah. thought about it, but yes, that is this, true. This There's is like more a Nora vibe. Core. There's like a vibe here for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Nora, what's the story like... of Marathon? You have to tell me because I don't know. <laughs> sure. So, Marathon takes place in 2794 aboard the UESC Marathon, which is a ship constructed out of the former moon of Mars, Deimos. Essentially, the the point of this ship was going to be to to shoot off to the Tau Ceti system and make a colony. But aliens 
and monsters are attacking the place. Um, you are a security guard of no name and uh, presumed uh, presumed gender. I think the game just calls you he at times, but uh, or maybe not even that. But the art is very clearly sort of a Barney Calhoun type. Um, you are contacted by Leela, one of the ship's, I think, four AIs, who tells you, hey, shit's fucked. Um, two of the AIs are gone. The third one is going rampant. Um, rampancy, you might know from Halo, uh, also made by Bungie, uh, is when an AI goes crazy. Um, or that's what the humans describe it the the ai's describe it as being like released and like being able to fully like explore their own personhood and think freely for the first time um but also durant durant i don't know how to pronounce i think it's durandall durandall named for the sword uh not the 80s band um Duran Durandal. <laughs> Duran Durandal. <laughs> um, he also like signs off with things like insanely yours or unstably yours, etc. Yeah, he's sickos. Um, he they kind of want to have it both ways. They want to have like crazy AI and also like um freed. AI, like, no longer a slave to human. Yeah, like, unshackled. Yeah, unshackled. That's a term from something else I forgot. It's from Mass Effect. I think Lancer also has that. Whatever, fuck Lancer. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Leela's like, okay, here's several missions for you to begin the counterattack against the before the four i think it's just pronounced four the four p-f-h-o-r yeah because otherwise all of the little pun jokes they make in the in the um titles of the levels wouldn't work unless it was pronounced four i didn't look that closely at the time other than the before phobia yeah for a phobia uh no time for this oh okay the yeah. four. So the four are this um, this alien race of like bug people, and they have. Now you're not going to believe this. I know that Bungie made this, but now hold on. So there's this sort of um, agreement between various um, aliens that have come together and formed a sort of alliance um, to serve... Would you say that they have a covenant? Maybe. You might call it a bit of a covenant, actually. Okay. Um, So the four rule, everyone else follows out of fear, mostly, uh, except for the Sfit. The Sfit aliens are the ones with the cloaks that float around. Um, The Sfit are smarter and they are like the um there's they're all cyborgs they're I think all they're like also straight up enslaved yes i was getting to that oh sorry 
Um, they're kind of like Daleks in the sense that they are uh, a little bit organic, but mostly technological. Um, they are also physically controlled, like their bodies are controlled by an entity on the four ship. And what Durandal is up to, because uh, he, he comes in and he abducts you by like rerouting one of your teleports between levels and like puts you to the task of helping the four no helping the spit uh rebel against the four and what durandal gets out of this is he gets to transfer off of the human ship and onto the spit ship what it's the the four ship but it's now run by the spit yeah so he gets to be like completely free and uh in return he's helping these aliens rebel against their um captors and by doing that you uh turn the tide against the four so that the other human forces can uh defend themselves and push back against this attack and the spit all leave they help you in some of the later levels fight the four um they all get on the ship and they leave with durandal and the four are just kind of fucked and you're able to like win uh so everybody everybody's happy yeah. Uh, and then at the end, uh, you think at some point that Leela's dead, but she's actually just deactivated. She reconstructs herself, and she's like, whoa, that was fucked. Anyway, good job. Uh, <laughs> we gotta get then, these guys off the marathon. Then the epilogue is a single screen of text where the Sfit ship comes to its uh, to the Sfit homeworld. And they find the like ruins of their old civilization. It was it's like the irradiated wastes of their planet, and like all this stuff that is so far beyond even what Durandal can con- conceive of technologically. Um, and as they walk through their the ruins of their civilization, uh, the last line of the game is Durandal was laughing. And that is the end of Marathon. Yeah. I had a great time reading the text of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. I did not have a good time playing the game. Yeah. I, I will um, say, I probably said the plot in more words here than are in the script of the game. I think that's true, yeah. Um, also, like, you get the story because you go through the levels and you hit up the little terminals and you get your mission objectives. That's how the story is told to you. Uh, hidden inside other terminals around the levels are Easter eggs, developer messages, world building, all sorts of stuff. There's, like, an intense level of Easter egg hiding in this game Yeah, that is, like, more than anything I've seen in a in one of these but they were really dead set on putting lots of like little bullshit stuff for you to find yes um some of which is cool yeah Yeah. like the backstory of how uh the martian colonies are constantly having famines because they rely on shipments in these huge ships um they come from earth like every five years or something or however long it takes to move you know 
at real speed, not light speed, um, from Earth to Mars. But every time one of them breaks down, it takes like a decade to fix. So Mars just gets fucked. And they're constantly like having riots and massive poverty. And Mars is just fucked. And all that is just like background information. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. They really wanted to turn the Marathon into one of those ships, but it was decided to turn it into a colony ship instead, because fuck the poor. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't want to have backup of the supply ships. That would be a bad idea. No, no. No. Um, I was frustrated playing Marathon. Uh, one, because I think the checkpointing is really bad. Um, the checkpointing is so bad, and it's also like incomprehensible it would be it would be totally fine if it had like a regular save button <laughs> like like every other video regu- game if it had a save button if it's if it had an automatic checkpoint at the beginning of every level even just no. the beginning of the level is all i want but instead the spacing of the save points is completely arbitrary in regards to the pacing of the actual level so there are at, there's at least one level that doesn't have any at all. And like the pacing of when you can save and how long you have to go between saves has nothing to do with how long the actual level is. Yeah. You might find a new save point right next to the end of the level and then not find another one until halfway through the next. It's like they're on two completely different like timetables. Yep. It's so weird. I don't know if they had to do that. Like, I don't know how the Mac works. Yeah, Maybe I guess I don't know. there's some weird reason uh, that it had to be that way. But it's not good. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, because other video games don't do this. Or they do other it, but they do it better. It's just extremely frustrating. I, I, so I almost gave up a couple of times. I got to um, the level G4 sunbathing. Uh, where I got lost for hours. Uh, eventually looked up a guide, um, and I don't know how you beat that level without a guide. It makes no sense to me. Because uh, they don't tell you to do the thing they need you to do. Literally, the the terminal says, um, the doors aren't working the way they're supposed to. And also, don't trust anything I'm saying, because Durandal is watching. Uh, so you'll have to find your way through this level on your own. Yeah. Um, and it's huge and it sucks. Um, but I, I eventually, I looked up the guide. I got through there. I was like, okay, I'm playing the video Is there game. anything else happening in G4 sunbathing? Oh, it's the only level where your oxygen matters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you get lost, you're fucked. Um, and there's only like um, three oxygen stations on the whole level. And I, yes. I cannot stress enough how big this level is. Uh, it's and it's just big. got looping hallways that go back into each other, and it's just, it's just a nightmare. It's uh, really bad. But I, you know, I got through it, and then the next couple levels, I'm like, okay, maybe Marathon's okay. <laughs> and then I ran into some checkpointing stuff where, um, in the level, uh, I think it's called Lookout for Low Flying Drones or something like that. The I never found the save station. Uh, and the last save station before that level, uh, in the, in the level previous is like 15 minutes before the end of that level. 
So every time I died on the new level, no matter how far I got, I had to go back and play those last few minutes of that level before to get in there and hope that I had enough health and stuff because they don't refresh any of that. You go in with the health that you're at when you go to a new level. So if you are at low health and you did not find a save point and there's just a guy, because occasionally on some of the levels, there's just a guy in front of you when you spawn that shoots you. So you're fucked. Uh, so it was intensely frustrating. Uh, on that low-flying drones level, they have equipped the new drones with grenade launchers. Uh, and if you shoot them while you're near them, when they die, they explode. And they do, like, I want to say, like, three-quarters of your shield bar. It is bonkers. Uh, that mission starts with Durandal saying, Oh, don't worry about the drones. I'm pretty sure they don't have any ammo for that grenade launcher. Yeah. He's he's real sick insanely and twisted, yours. Guys. Yeah, insanely <laughs> yours, Durandal. I just I think there's something really interesting about Durandal being like, I wanna not be held captive by humans. You don't want to be held captive by the four. Let's work together. We'll both be free. I think there's there's something interesting going on there that the tone of the game doesn't fully commit to because it also wants Durandal to be the crazy AI so that it can be a villain and not like the clear like Well, underdog guy the other you thing want to fight against him the other thing about durandal is he is hitting you with the oh you sicko you like fighting these aliens don't you you love the killing <laughs> it's that but it's he hits you with that like, a lot too he he hits you with that but it's it's specifically through the lens of like um it's like he's it's it's not that he's like just disgusted. He's like, "Oh, you're you're this little human guy and all you do is fight and kill. If I give you more guys to kill, will you do what I say? Is that what you want?" I don't think that's it's... how it came off to me at all, but he he seemed like he was just making fun of you since you were fighting. Maybe I did. Maybe I missed a terminal or something cuz I never got the Oh, I if, did read If all I the help terminals. you yeah, if if you help me, I'll give you more guys to fight, which even still is not great, it's, I don't it's think. N- it's not that interesting. Um, and it's also the only attempt the game makes to give your player avatar any amount of character. Yes, any. Um, which, to be fair, an armed security guard is probably like that. I mean, in but, real life, sure. Yes, the, all of the ones I've met are like that. <laughs> They're begging to but, shoot somebody. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to point out the iOS version of this game. Yeah, it has a Master Chief mode. It has the Master Chief <laughs> mode that just solves most of your problems. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, well, the other thing it does is it takes out grenade jumping. Oh, weird. Yeah, so it kind of ruins parts of that game. Because there's a lot of stuff you can only get by grenade jumping, so I don't know. It just doesn't work in the iOS version. I don't know why. That's wild. Yeah, it's weird. Um, this was followed up uh, over the next two years with Marathon 2, Durandal, and Marathon Infinity. Bro, they can't I keep might, getting away with this. 
I might play those a little bit just to see, but if they turn into really intricate maze games again, I will not be playing them. I will simply be reading the terminals online because there's sure. a website for that. I was told um, uh, that Marathon 2 is really cool. Uh, so I might look at it at some point, um, but we'll see. We'll see. The thing is, I expected Half-Life or System Shock from Marathon, and maybe that's on me. Because I was expecting it to be a late 90s sci-fi FPS on the PC, not an early 90s. That is a bold uh, a bold decision on your part, given it came out in the year of our Lord, 1994. I know, but like, <laughs> I've been playing old video games all the time the last year and a half, and sometimes they surprise you. Sure. I, I just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't know. I'm, Marathon is I mean, definitely of its time. I wasn't expecting like 3D polygon shit. I was just, no, in no, terms no. of like, gameplay, level design, like, move through this space, shoot the guys, get a story, not... um maze puzzle like map puzzle i don't know what to call this kind of thing where it's oh like you didn't point... even get to the part where you had to do the pillar puzzle oh my god which which pillar puzzle because i had a couple of them um it's it has seven pillars that you have to raise to the exact right level or it won't work because there's no jumping in this game you just kind of like right. hover for a little bit when you go off a ledge so you have to align these seven pillars that start at ground level to get you up two floors. Um, and the controls for each pillar, there are two in each room, and there are three rooms, and they're on the opposite sides of the map. So you have to go back and forth. And you can at least see the pillars, but you have to time it out so that you line up the pillars so you can climb up them. I definitely had other things where, like, oh, this pillar is going to crush you against the ceiling, so no. you have to wait until the right minute to run across and do a quote-unquote jump as you run across air. Ah, yes, the... you're talking. You're talking about the wave. I don't know. There's a specific uh, part of like one of the maps where that specific instance uh, is called the wave. Um, and it's really hard to time, and that's where they put one of the safe points. So if you wanted to do it, you better hope you don't get crushed while you're trying to get to the fucking safe point. I, ugh, I, I want to like this game so bad. I think it's kind of cool, but yeah. oh my god. <laughs> and the other thing, like, when we talk about the way that you, like, fly off of a ledge, any ledge, if you yeah. walk off a ledge, you go... And it's really weird and kind of disorienting the first few times you just fly off ledges. And then you realize you have to do platforming with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Which, a little awkward, um, but for the most part, you kind of just hover ledge to ledge. It usually works out okay. Yeah. Um, but it is really weird. Um, I know that later on, this series either involves time travel or is just told non-linearly i don't know which there's some weirdness happening there that i'm interested in looking into so i i i really wanted to like this game and i just bounced off so hard and you did too um which is a bummer yeah i yeah i'm trying to find the level that has that thing on just so i can show it to you because it's bonkers but I don't think about um, it. It's fine. If you want to play this game, like we said before, um, the source code's out there. You can just download 
all three of the games and played them as you will. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that it's... It's... I don't know that it's the first first-person shooter with, like, vertical look, but it's, um... It's got a really weird implementation of it, where it feels like it just warps the image of the room to, like, squash up or down as you look, and you can't actually look straight up. Yeah, it's weird. It's It's, weird. It's kind of cool that you can shoot up a little bit, but also at some point, I don't know. At some point, I'd kind of rather you were just locked the vertical plane and faked yeah. it like Doom. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you play this, um, I recommend not having your first experience with it. And this was not my first first experience. I've played through part of the first level before. But don't learn this game while high is my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, no. Because it's weird to look at. <laughs> yeah. It's all messed up. Um, how did you feel about dual wielding pistols? Was that fun? No, I wish it was cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, but like the way the game reloads is so weird, and you can't shoot one while the other's reloading, which makes sense. That's how guns reload, but you know, um, yeah, it's this. Um, this is also, like, we made some jokes already. This is such a first draft of Halo. It's such a first draft of Halo, dude. (laughs) There's even an aside later on about the forces fighting against the aliens that refer to six, uh, Mjolnir Mark, Mark IV cyborgs that are fighting alongside the humans, um... Which I think might be a plot point later because Leela is like, I don't know where the fuck these guys came from, but they must have been here 300 years by now. Um, They must have shown up 300 years ago because I have no record of them ever showing up. Um, There's that. There's the covenant, the fake covenant. Um, There's like the AI rampancy stuff. There's, There's so many little things that just... Yeah, go on to be like expanded and I'm really fascinated seeing those pieces here but um, unfortunately it's not as fun to play as I would have liked yeah I'm curious if uh, 2 is better because it only came out a year later so (laughs) I'm curious about what changes if anything yeah I know that uh, it 2 and 3 involve swimming oh no so uh Oh, swimming dear. controls. You do have to oh. walk on lava a number of times in this one. I don't think oh, you got to that part, but it's frustrating. There was a detail on the thing I was reading about swimming in lava and how you can do it for a while. <laughs> you can. It's true. Do You You have know. to get in there to do that stuff. Well, do you want to know what it means to be a vidmaster? God. This is the thing that Nora found yesterday when we were talking about some of the frustrating stuff about Marathon. Uh, is this this quote from the from Bungie from the uh, Marathon Trilogy manual? Yes. What does it mean to be a fit master? It's being balanced in the calm center of a whirling and untouchable tornado of destruction, while showers of grenades patter harmlessly around you and bullets crawl toward you in slow mo. 
It's when your brain develops a new bundle of nerves whose only function is to reroute impulses directly from your eyes to your finger muscles, so you can twist and snap off a rocket long before you're conscious of the yellow blip in your motion detector. It's when the difference between a room full of alien warriors and a carpet of them is a matter of seconds. The word vid entered the marathon lexicon during the development of the first game to distinguish the excellent players, particularly in net games, from the fodder. The oath of the vid master was inscribed into the skip levels dialogue, command option begin new game, to remind players of the highest level of excellence they could aspire to. I pledge to punch all switches, to never shoot where I could use grenades, to admit the existence of no level except total carnage, to never use caps lock as my run key, and never ever leave a single bob alive. To do these things is to invite maximum peril, and requires one to play the game as hard and unrelentingly as possible, at the highest level of skill, to play as a vidmaster. These three games, the Marathon Saga, are the best training and testing ground for vidmasters. You can play against aliens alone, or in a networked group through more than 80 levels. But the true challenge is surviving in one of the 50 included net game arenas against other people. It is in such trials by fire that mighty vidmasters are forged. Rage hard. Shut the fuck up. I hate gamers so much. This is such a, like... <sighs> Where was that this... other thing? Uh... This is guys right. being dudes. Yeah, this is guys being dudes. Um, the other thing that you had sent to me was a webpage that listed, like, first and foremost, there are no secret codes for Marathon, or for any of its sequels for that matter. Bungie specifically removed these, as it can make these games too easy to beat. If you need to cheat, you can grab a save game modifier from a website uh, that they list and use it to adjust your statistics. That website obviously is now offline. But, like, heaven <laughs> forbid you want people to, like, finish your fucking video game. I don't, I don't get it. I do not get this mindset. Would you like to hear the uh, requirements for attaining true vidmaster status? Please, by all means. Finish the game using only your fists. (laughs) Kill, Kill everything on every level. Finish the level without taking a hint. Never use recharge stations. Reveal all secrets. Never use save game terminals. Sure, man. Um, it should be noted that starting and completing each level individually using only the weapons available on that level has become a non-optional vidmaster rule. <laughs> okay. Sure. Anyway, in Destiny 2, if you finish all of the achievements for the... Um, Bungie 30th anniversary content, you can get the title Vidmaster. Yeah. It just shows up next to your username. It's and nobody cool knows word. what that fucking means. Uh, I, I, I think everyone knows what the Vidmaster when they see them. I don't think that's true. I think you see that in, in Destiny. I wonder what that's a reference to, and then you don't look it up I later because it's stupid. I, I, did, I did wonder what that meant. Yeah. And then realized... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, uh, it doesn't so, mean anything anymore. It's the best of the best. As as mentioned in the what it means to be a vidmaster, um, this game was pretty popular online as like a presumably deathmatch, I guess, thing. Um, which I think, theoretically, you could still play it online. But I feel like anyone playing... Uh, marathon 
Deathmatches Online in 2022 has been playing Marathon Deathmatches Online since 1994. Yes. So I didn't want to try it. <laughs> Seems like a bad time. But it, it does... Um, it's such a, like, relic of a different... A completely different paradigm of, like, what these games were about. And what people expected from someone who played it. Like... Not to say that everyone who played Marathon was a vid master, but, like, there was definitely, like, this was a trend at a time where, like, shooters like this had highly technical, like, tricks you could pull off and was expected for you to be able to, like, know about all the secrets and stuff. That's just not how people engage with shooters anymore. No. Because now, like... People play Call of Duty, right? That's still the one? I mean, yeah. Like, I, I see something like Apex, even, as, like, you're going to hang out with your friends, and you're going to do some shooting. It's yeah. not like, I'm going to flex in front of my bros about, like, pulling off all the sick maneuvers. I mean, the new uh, Doom games are this. Aren't they? They have They have components of it, at the very least, all the secrets they have and stuff like that. Because, like, when and I like the higher Doom, difficulty and things like that. I played Doom 2016 and I felt like it was kind of evoking but not committing to that because it, it felt so, like, frictionless. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it is as close as you get. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, also, I mentioned Bob's uh, Leave No Bob Alive. Uh, Bob's referred to Born on Board, uh, which is. Uh, the civilians who live on the marathon, they'll just be present in the levels and they'll scream and run around. Yep. They'll and jump then, into your gun. And then there's ones that are um, later on, there are uh, fake ones that explode. Oh, fun. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> they do a lot of damage. I, I did kill the civilians when they were cowering in an alcove on top of health packs and ammo that I needed. Yep. So I I couldn't get them any other way, so I just blew them away and took the pickups. The game does not care. No. No, no I mostly shot them because they get in your way. You don't, you can't walk through them, so fuck them. Yeah. Um, it is funny. They show up on your map uh, as little green Yeah, as dots. little green, yeah, green squares. <laughs> And you can just open your map and see, oh, fuck, there's so many guys. There's too many guys! Marathon. Marathon. Did you have more uh, closing thoughts on Marathon? Uh, not really. I wish I liked it more. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, it's just it's just a frustrating game to play because of the um, checkpointing for me. Because I think it, it was is. cool. I had a good time. Like, by the time I got past that one level, I was I was vibing pretty good with it. Uh, and then, um, yeah, just just frustrating. Yeah. Because even called, when I looked called... up the save points later, like, I just don't know how I'm supposed to get there without dying. They call it Marathon because you run the game. That's so true. Hey, Molly. Yes. If somebody wanted to ask you a question, or me a question, about a video game, where would they send that question? You can send it to journalupdated at gmail.com. Oh, uh, 
it looks like some people did that actually yeah i asked yesterday i made the post when did you make the post i sure as fuck didn't see it i think it might have been this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my thought i was at work so it could have been any of the last three days yeah or the next three days who knows um Uh, First anyway. one comes. Oh, did you want to go? No, go ahead. <laughs> First one comes in from Modron. Hello, Marathon was released in the era when most FPS games were called Doom clones because Doom was the shooter that got really big. It was the primary lens that many people viewed the games through, and a big source of inspiration for many of those games. Just a few years later, though, and that description had basically vanished, replaced with FPS, which we know today. My question is, what do you think constitutes the difference between a genre and a clone? Do you think other descriptors which reference influential games like Metroidvania or Souls-like are the same as calling them clones, or are the lines blurrier than that? Uh, I don't think it's blurrier than that. I think people just had more, you know, they, they added more words. You know? What? No, I, I just think it's it's not... What am I trying to say? Um, I think in 1994, instead of calling something a Metroidvania, you would call it a Metroid clone. That's oh, what okay. I mean. And then they just made genre names later instead of calling everything X-Clone. Except for Roguelike. They they just kept that one. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. Because it's... Yeah. It's a Roguelike. There's no other, like... There's no better, catchier name than that. Kind of like Souls-like. Where it's like... You could call it a... Action RPG... With XYZ elements, but like, if you say souls like, that's people. You get. pretty much people know what it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't think the lines are much blurrier than that. I think it's just, I think it's just uh, the twenty years between those things. But also, Metroidvania in recent years has also been called search action by some people. How do you feel about search action? I don't like search action. I think I guess fine. I don't. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I don't know. I guess I don't feel strongly about it either way. Um, I like when Nintendo called Metroid Prime a first-person adventure. Yeah, that works. That's what I would use to describe like walking simulators, but also walking simulators, a genre that was the name was coined as an insult, but now is just used as the term for that kind of game. Wait, which one? Walking simulator. Oh yes, <laughs> it was that phrase was coined as an insult toward Gone Home, but then that just became what people called. Everyone's it. <laughs> like, "No, that's true. That's what it is." Also, simulator games became like a whole thing that people made jokes about. Yeah, X Simulator. They're still making jokes yeah. about that somehow. Yeah, they're still making joke games called yeah. X Simulator. Uh, do you want me to read the next one? Yeah, go for it. Uh, from Jennifer, uh, she writes, As a big Halo fan, I wanted to try a marathon in the hopes that it would give me a better look into Bungie's history. That eager optimism was quickly snuffed out as soon as I downloaded the Xbox uh, Live Arcade demo. After only a few minutes, I became so motion sick that I had to force close the game. Oh no! Uh, I've never been able to put my finger on the real issue, but something about Marathon's first-person perspective makes me queasy in record time. How did Marathon's first-person movement feel to you, and has any video game ever made you physically sick while playing it before? 
Uh, I feel like I'm very lucky because a lot of people I know have like motion sickness to various things, but I have not experienced that in my life. Yeah, uh, I haven't either. Um, Even like I when do... my sister, when we went on long drives, she would have to take medication for it because oh, uh, it yeah. made her sick. Yeah. I never had that. Um, and I mean, I've never tried a VR game, so who knows? Maybe I would. But um, no, I've never encountered that. But I do know exactly what the problem with Marathon's uh, perspective is. And that's it's the weird warping. It's so stretchy and bizarre. Yeah. Like nothing looks like that. Yeah, that it's, a, it's a weird looking game. Um, it's kind of cool. Kind of. If it doesn't make you sick, I guess. Yeah. I'm just... I, the, there's, the temptation is there to, like, blame every weird design choice on it being a Mac game. <laughs> when that doesn't actually <laughs> yeah, matter or make true. sense. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that does is take away right-click, you know? Which is wild, because when I right-click, it shoots a rocket. <laughs> it shoots... Yeah, it does. I wonder... What was the button for that? Um, I made, <laughs> made a post... Um, listing all of the buttons that shoot the gun. <laughs> it's uh, so many buttons. <laughs> it's so many buttons. What buttons shoot the gun, Molly? Uh, left click, right click, space bar, left control, left shift, and I think there's one more I'm forgetting. Q and E turn your perspective to the left and right, but it's then... It's so weird. Why would you ever use that? It's called glance. It's like... I kind of understand where you would use lean in a in a shooter. Like I yes. get that. Yes, I understand but leaning, but glance glancing? is so weird. Why wouldn't you just like I assume you would just use the mouse. I don't know what the point is of like staying facing the other direction. I guess I feel like it that would throw me affect, off more. It doesn't affect your movement. So you hit forward, you still go the same direction. So maybe that's it, but also you can play this on a keyboard without a mouse. You can use the directional well, the arrows. Ha- oh, to turn to look around. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I guess you could do that in Doom, right? Yeah. I don't think Doom had mouse look originally, did it? I have no idea. I either sound like the smartest bitch in the world or the dumbest, and <laughs> our emails next month will tell you which. <laughs> uh, for Dragon Age. Yeah, because that's when people will write in after hearing this. That's true. They will. <laughs> they're going to write in for that one. Um, oh, yeah, p- folks, write in. We're playing Dragon Age 2 <laughs> playing next Dragon time, Age so 2 next I, month. Hey, you over there, I know you have a question about Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Um, You want to read the last one, Nora? Yeah, last one comes in from Danny. Playing some Marathon reminded me of some of my favorite games growing up, specifically the Champions of Kryn Goldbox trilogy, the Zine? X-Zine? Trilogy of Might... Zine, probably. Trilogy of Might and Magic and space adventure games like Star Control 2 and Starflight. I know Nora's played some roguelikes and Goldbox games on Export Video. That's so true. Not sure if Molly has played many computer games from the late 80s, early 90s, but if you have, do you have any favorite older (laughs) computer games? Would you ever consider covering other older games from this period, or do you mainly want to focus on newer games? Well, um, if we found the right one, I'm sure we would. But 
Um, let me. I have to look up a couple games when they came out. I love Mist. Um, I think that was '95. I played a little bit of Mist uh, last month because it's on Xbox on Game Pass. Yeah, I played. Fine. I played Mist with my dad when I was like five years old. Um, I'm not I, good at puzzles. He he loves uh, puzzle games like that. Uh, so I've I've played Mist, I've played Riven, I've played Shivers, which is a weird game. Um, he he loved specifically he loved uh, Lucas Arts games too, but I didn't end up playing oh, any sure. of those. Um, I, I really like. Um, when did this game come out? You could say whatever you were saying. I tried Monkey Island once and was like, oh, this is not for me. Um, not so much mechanically, I guess, but tonally. Uh, I'm weirdly picky and bitchy about comedy, so sure. <laughs> uh, if it if it doesn't hit for me, it really doesn't hit. And yeah. Monkey Island at the time, which I admit was like ten years ago, um, Monkey Island just bounced right off, and I never tried it again. Um, but you know, I you can extrapolate my opinion on uh, the one time I tried to read a Terry Pratchett book from that experience. As well, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Um, sometimes you just bounce off a thing. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I went to go look up was Heroes of Might and Magic 2, uh, which is a game I love. Um, I played that a lot. Oh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, Heroes of Might and Magic. It's, it's the RTS of Might and Magic. I don't know if Might and Magic is the same thing. I don't think it is. Um, I think that's a separate thing. Um, let me look at my... GOG account. I bet you that has stuff on it. Might and Magic. If I can is get in there, a different thing. Yeah, but they're the same series. Yes, they're just the same, different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, I played Might and Magic recently. Uh, I did not play Heroes of Might and Magic because I looked at it and I was like, "No, this isn't for me." This my is dad, <laughs> my dad, and I would play. Um, we didn't have, like, full-on land games, but we would have, like, hot seat games where, like, you trade turns of the computer uh, so you can play oh, multiplayer yeah. on one computer so you would just, like, walk away while the other person did their turn, um, which got more and more annoying as, like, the games got bigger <laughs> because you have more stuff to manage. Mm. It's annoying. Um, but, yeah, I, I've played a lot of Heroes of Might and Magic. Uh, I had there, RTS. There is stuff. It's just that I was, like, a Genesis kid. Uh, so I've played like all of the Genesis games, but I didn't play a ton of PC games uh, from that time. I was I was very much a console kid, and my parents barely ever bought us games until I was old enough to get my own Xbox. I had an RTS phase once when I was also uh, similar in timing. I think it was a little bit earlier than when I was in my um, I'm going to play really hard games phase. Um, I was really into StarCraft. Yeah, uh, when I was younger, uh, very invested in the in the story and the setting and the characters of StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War. Um, never once played it online because that's not what I came to that for. I played the campaigns and cheated and enjoyed making things, making little guys, and seeing the story. Uh, and then I realized that it's like a competitive thing for other people, and I was like. That's not StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want. Yeah, totally. Never played um, StarCraft 2 because I couldn't run it at the time. Yeah, and why would you play it now? Yeah, and then one of my 
earliest PC game memories is playing Stronghold Crusader, a game that has voice clips that will just worm their way into your head forever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know that there are a ton of... Like, we already have almost no overlap on video games, you and I. <laughs> it's very funny. It's yeah. very funny, and I'm definitely not insecure over it a little bit. <laughs> we we are both insecure every other month about it. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, all that to say that computer RPGs from the late 80s, early 90s, I think are not going to be a big hit on Journal Updated. Probably not. Unfortunately. There's one there is one that I'm looking at and I'm like I could see us doing this. What is it? I don't it's called Lords of Midnight. I don't know what that um, is. And it's it was kind of remastered slash ported to you know, phones, tablets, everything. Um it's like it's like an RTS kind of, where you switch between guys until once everyone's acted, night falls, and then the and the, the enemies go. But basically, you have four guys, and you move them through the world. And one guy is trying to gather armies to fight the evil overlord Doom Dark, uh, and the other two, and he has a wizard who can. Uh, get other wizards to ally with the cause and a an elf guy who can do that for elves can talk to elves and get them to join you the fourth guy is the main guy's son morkin morkin has morkin uh, morkin yes <laughs> morkin's goal is to uh go to where the ice crown is and destroy the ice crown which is uh right next door to Doomdark's ma- uh, manor, mansion, uh, manse, whatever. Um, so basically, you, on the one hand, you have a guy rallying armies to fight Doomdark, and you have his son doing a Frodo and sneaking into Doomdark's territory to destroy the thing that gives him his power. And you can either play campaign-wise uh, and like focus on gathering guys doing the battles and like defeating doom dark by taking his his castle or you can uh like huddle your four guys up and go up together and have them all protect morgan as he goes to do the thing or you can do a hybrid of both it's pretty cool it's not that um like obtuse it's a little obtuse but the the remaster has lots of uh helpful tutorials and stuff that's like the most uh, Nora Core game that I would I would maybe <laughs> think about. Uh, I just think it's cool. Right now, our um, our list is mostly trying to find middle ground. Yeah. Um, so, like the 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 Nora the Nora extremes currently in contention for journal episodes are Lords of Midnight and Shadowrun Dragonfall. Uh, one of which is probably much more uh accessible to molly um that being Shadowrun, which is just a, a normal video game <laughs> isn't uh isn't shadowfall another crpg like isometric it's, 
It is, but the combat is like tactics-y rather mm. than just real-time stuff. Okay. It's it's a it's a little bit XCOM, but way less like unforgiving or like yeah big swings like XCOM. It's 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 a it's more of an RPG. God, XCOM's frustrating. Yeah, that's why I was like, it's kind of like XCOM, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. I promise, it's not XCOM. You you move on a little on little grid, and you can take cover behind things. But like you know, it's it's not. It's not XCOM, XCOM. It is like, whatever. I don't need to explain it. We're not no. playing it right now. <laughs> <coughs> um, and I think the other the other end of like Molly video games is like Sleeping Dogs, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Dead Space, but we both like Dead Space. <laughs> That's true. Dead Space, that'll be a great episode. someday yep one day <sighs> nicole is dead Mm-hmm. that's so true did we have another email or is that it nope that's it all right this was the pod so true this was the pod um mm-hmm. next month we will be playing dragon age 2 uh which for years i heard was the bad one and then for other years i heard was actually the good one um so Sounds we'll like see. it might be bad. I expect nothing more than Dragon Age Origins 2. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I I remember it being more fun to play than Dragon Age Origins, which is not hard I, to do. I have heard it's more of an action game, but it's probably yes. still not as much of an action game as Inquisition, which is not what I would call an action game. I don't know. We're going to play it, and we're going to find out. You should send us emails about it, because I know you want to. Yes, absolutely. Um, What are we playing after Dragon Age 2? Prey. Prey? 2016? The, the 2016 Prey. Yeah, I, I realized that I should be clear, but we didn't put the year on the sheet that we used, so... <laughs> the newer Prey. The cooler Prey. <laughs> I don't know anything about the original Prey. I don't know anything about the original Prey, either. Maybe we should put the original Prey on the list. I don't know. Well, I just typed in Prey and found the Wikipedia page for Predation. Yeah, I don't think that's the same thing. Um, those are the those are the upcoming games. Uh, Nora, where's where's you on the internet? Oh, 2017. There you go. Uh, Prey two thousand six. What is this? The original Prey. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Weird. Oh, did you ask me a question? Uh, I was I was saying we should do plugs. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find my stuff at norablake.online. Um, you can support me by going to exportodd.io and supporting the Export Audio Podcast Network. There's lots of shows over there that I'm on, and they're good. There's other shows that I'm not on, and they're also good. But they're not as good. That's they're not just as good. Between it's you just and true. Me. Um. Anyway, uh, you can also support the network that hosts this show, the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you probably already know about. But if you don't know about it, you should go to abnormalmapping.com or patreon.com/abnormalmapping, 
and uh, give them some money. You get some other great podcasts, some of which I'm actually on here and there. Which are really good. Uh, yeah. VoIP Life's fucking great. VoIP Life's great. fucking great. Lockbuster's great podcast. Uh, I gotta watch Ten Commandments. Yeah, that's a, that's a that big one, huh? Podcast comes out. It's not like a uh, four-hour movie. That's right. God. And this will be like the third time I've seen it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I really like this movie. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but instead, last night I watched Zatoichi, which is pretty cool. This is not a movie podcast. Molly, it's tell not. me where to find you online. You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, um, on Totally Your Prize, and Idle on Playtest. Um, you can find me on the Amory score, which is on Abnormal Mapping. I think Jackson wanted to do an episode soon. We'll see. We'll, we'll find, I'll find out. Uh, I think, I think last time we talked about it was a month ago. So, uh, eventually there'll be another episode. Um, and uh, I think the only other thing I plug is this show. This That's pretty much it. Yeah. This show, the second best game dot club. The one that you're listening to right now, right now, journal updated. Wow, it's just like that scene in Spaceballs. This is that pod. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen Spaceballs. In Spaceballs, at one point, they take down the VHS of Spaceballs and watch it to see where to go next in the plot. That's pretty good. And they they see, like, oh, what's happening now? This is now. This is now? Yes, (laughs) this is happening right now. (laughs) Anyway. um, I have one question. Yes. What's the status of this journal right now? Uh, I recently it's been updated. Updated my journal. Damn, that's the outro to the podcast. Yup. <laughs> <laughs>